Hey, I'm Dave. And a fun fact about me is that I'm Kate's producer for The Daily Dollop. Kate's taken a well-earned break this week, so we thought we'd go back into the archives and reheat some of the most downloaded episodes over the last year. So enjoy The Daily Dollop Reheated. Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to look at a fascinating piece of research around setting your health goals. Then I'm going to talk through the three key factors on how you set realistic health goals that you can stick to. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. This is The Daily Dollop, and I'm Kate Freeman, a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub. And fun fact about me is that I friggin' love condiments, mayonnaise, Sauce, sriracha, mustard, mint jelly, friggin' aioli, I love aioli, kewpie mayonnaise, chipotle sauce. There are so many good condiments out there in the world that add flavor and excitement to food. I just really love them. I'm super into them. Um, I love adding them to my meals because I just am into food combos and flavor. There's a member of my family who's also into condiments and every time we visit, they're all like, check out this one, Kate. And I'm like, put it on my plate. I'm keen for it. So just, yeah, love eating just so I can add a condiment to it. Friggin' awesome. But on to the show today where we're looking at sticking to your health goals. You know, you make a decision to lose a certain amount of weight or you're going to run a marathon or you're going to do something big with your health. And then do you find that, you know, a few months later you haven't really done what you intended to do? Well, it's a pretty common problem with having health goals set and then not actually achieving them. And I believe part of the reason why that happens is due to diet culture. Because diets and programs and social media and just news stories around healthy eating and changing health behaviors, they've brainwashed you into thinking that it should be easy. Now, I'm not big into conspiracy theories. I think they're not really, not a helpful way to look at the world. But from a diet perspective, I super believe that after years of being bombarded with dieting messages and different programs and marketing, is it all like, ah, health behavior change should be really easy. And I'll give you an example of some of the, just the slogans that I found on the internet from a range of different online programs and diets, just so you can see what I mean. Things like, we've written you all the meal plans. We'll give you all the shopping lists. It's easy. Very little effort required. Lose weight in three simple steps. Shred fat fast. My, my personal favorite one is though, of we've done the thinking for you. And what's happened is, and what I've noticed is when I f- meet clients for the very first time or people are inquiring about my program, they're like, oh, Kate, you know, like I want to lose weight and I want to set a great example for my children. And I do, I want to develop long-term healthy eating habits that I can stick to. And I just want to have this healthy lifestyle. 
but I don't want to have to think about it. And I, and then I think, well, I can't really help you then because there is an element of changing behavior and proper behavior change, like genuine behavior change that requires you to think about it. You do have to, to think about when you're changing core behaviors because the truth is that achieving your health goals requires this behavior change. It, it's not the same as embarking on a diet or an eight-week eight-week you know shred plan or a six-day cleanse that just requires you to like deviate from your life for a certain period of time and purpose while you're on this restrictive eating pattern. True health goals are achieved by genuine behavior change and that happening and it becoming part of who you are and what you do every day. But unfortunately, you know, like not all of our intentions actually translate into change and achieving your goals, as most of us know. So we might intend to eat one way and then we end up eating another, or we intend to exercise and then we don't do it. And the reason I believe we don't is because our goals and then our subsequent intentions to achieve those goals are unrealistic. And so how we eat is really quite ingrained in a lot of our automated behavior. And so we choose foods that make us feel good. We choose foods that taste good. We choose foods that leave us feeling satisfied. In a previous episode, I looked at research around the types of foods that we want to eat when we're feeling stressed. A key part is that we want to eat foods that are familiar to us. And so when we go from these default automated behaviors where we want to eat in a particular way, and then we go on this diet and we stick to a bland, unsatisfying, unfamiliar dietary pattern, we quickly find ourselves really unmotivated to keep going, especially if we're not getting results. But eventually the results will stop. They'll stagnate. They won't happen. Um, They might pause for a little bit. And then what are you going to do? You've got no motivation to stick to this eating pattern now that feels awful and hard work and you don't like the food and so of course we end up stopping and it's a pretty typical story we start a diet we stick to it for a couple of days a couple of weeks a couple of months but after a while because we were only ever temporarily sticking to this rigid eating pattern we go back to old behaviors and we don't really make changes in the background here But then there's this other sort of thing that happens to us where we don't even get started. So we don't even, our our intentions to eat healthy are not even actioned at all. And we just keep doing our, you know, what we think are poor eating habits and we don't even get started on the new diet or the new health kick. And so what I want to discuss, and I've linked to this study in the show notes is this fascinating study by researchers looking at setting realistic health goals. And so what they do in the study is they outline that goals are mental representations of desired outcomes, whereas intention formation is the process of committing oneself to achieving those goals. So we set a goal, all right, this is what I want, and then our intentions are all about committing ourselves to then making sure we we hit those goals in the future. And so there are a bunch of what we call health behavior theories and researchers use these theories to just help 
figure out what are the, the factors that influence behavior change in humans and in particular around health behaviors. And so leading health behavior theories suggest that intentions are the most immediate and important predictors of behavior. However, research suggests that there's a substantial gap between intentions and health behaviors. Now, I love this because just from my own experience and you know, previously not backed up by any research, I just have observed that people's intentions don't match up with their reality. And I frequently say that in nutrition presentations that I do or chatting to clients or when I'm training a new team member is I am going, an important thing we need to think about when we're working with people and helping them change their eating habits is that their intentions don't align with their reality and that often they're not doing what they're intending to do. Well, in fact, there's science to back that up, which actually I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's what I've been thinking all this time. And so essentially what the study found and concluded is that goal realism influences how effectively intentions are translated into action. It's a little bit of a mouthful, that sentence that I got straight from the study. So basically it means the more realistic your health goal, the more your intention to achieve that goal actually translating, actually translate into doing something different and taking action. And so you can't actually change your behavior by without taking the first step and, and doing some kind of like action to do something different. And so, ah, oh, I've just thoroughly enjoyed reading this study and I hope you guys do too. And so what's even better is that the study then makes some suggestions based on some of the testing and the models that they designed around, well, what are the key factors that influence realistic goal setting? How do we set realistic goals? Um, yeah, so I want to cover those. So I've got three key factors around setting realistic goals. The first one is make sure that your intentions match your expectations. And so the way that the study outlined this is that the intention versus expectation distinction rests on the idea that a person may hold a really strong intention and sincerely mean to do a particular behavior, but then they recognize, oh, that the goal is pretty difficult and really hard and so have pretty low expectations of their ability to attain it. And so essentially what's going on is they've got this mis mismatch. They've got really high intentions to achieve this like really unrealistic goal. And the way that we know it's unrealistic is because their expectations to be able to achieve the goal is like, oh, I'm probably not going to achieve it. And so one way that you can assess whether your goal for you is realistic is whether your intentions and your expectations are the same. And, and that's actually really, really important. So you can go, all right, I'm going to set the goal. Then it's my intention to do particular behaviors to achieve that goal. Then look at that and go, how likely am I to actually do those things? Do I have a high or a low expectation of my ability to actually take action? And if you think, oh, I'm probably not going to do that, well, then you've set an unrealistic goal. It's a super cool test that you can do for yourself. The second key is that the, the study found that goals are more realistic when the goal is important. 
and if a person engages in pathway thinking but not in fantasizing. Oh my gosh, I loved this. Fantasizing is a byproduct of social media. And I reckon, and this is just me, just putting my two bobs worth into the world, okay, not a psychologist, not a social media expert, but I reckon it's this this sort of fantasizing thought life that we do when we're comparing ourselves to what's on social media, right, and, you know, all these aspirational people and influences, is that it, that cycle can become really dangerous and start to affect our mental health. And um, But what's interesting is that it's, it basically um, is consistent with fantasy realisation theory, which is a thing that I didn't know until I read this study. So love it that I'm learning things all the time through just putting this podcast together. But basically um, in the study it, looked, it's, it showed that fantasising predicted lower goal realism. So the more a person fantasised, the less realistic the goals that were set. And this is consistent with the fantasy realisation theory that um, proposes that fantasising about desired outcomes has negative consequences for behaviour change. And so what we want to do is is rather than fantasise and dream and wish, right, that we were healthier and, oh, if only I can be like that and look like that and, and do all these amazing things and eat like this, you know, then my life will be amazing. Uh, not a helpful thinking pattern. Don't let yourself stay there too long. Let's come back into pathway thinking where you're actually going, okay, how am I eating right now? What, does, what are some of the key steps that I can take to make a change? All right, let's, let's set this goal um, and which will require these behaviours. Yep, I'm fairly confident I can do those behaviours. Boom, away I go. And this is some of the stuff that we've, I'm working hard to build into my program so that you're actually being tasked with doing um, health behaviours that are realistic and that you can stick to long term. None of this crazy stuff that feels out of reach. All right, last key is don't try to change heaps of behaviours all at once. So we know that psychology suggests breaking behaviour down into small achievable chunks because it takes mental energy to change an underlying behaviour, particularly an automated one that might be happening subconsciously for you. And so being able to just focus on one part of your diet or one part of your day at a time is going to be a key part of helping you actually get to the guts of that behavior and start to change it for the better. Lastly, the study also mentioned that using SMART goals and setting SMART goals using the SMART is also the most influential treatment in helping set realistic goals. So that's the specific, measurable, actionable, realistic and time-related goals. So don't forget to use that tool when you're setting your goals as well. Well, to finish up the session today, the findings of the study basically suggest that setting more realistic um, interventions should lead to greater health behaviour change. So maybe this is the missing step um, for your future success. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, 
that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles, right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review, leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.